Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Between you burning your fingers and this guy fucking knocking his kid down to get to the beers, I don't know which is funnier. I'm gonna say, dude, Rook, Rook pulls off the boyish smile so well. He does. He does. That's how like, oh, we can't blame him for arson. It's not his fault. Hey, welcome to Beer to Take. It's been a little while. We kind of fell behind. We have day 12, 13, and 14 to get through. So we figured instead of just releasing them later on, we're going to release it now uh, live together. We each have three different beers. Uh, we each have three unique different takes. Oh, yeah. This is a Cream rises to the top. I've done this before, so we'll see how it works out. But uh, I hope we, everyone's doing well. This holiday season. Listen, it's a good change of pace. It's nice to social drink and not just be an alcoholic by myself. And just and film yourself drinking it. Yeah. <laughs> just ranting and raving like a lunatic and drinking beer while my wife just listens from the other room like what an idiot. <laughs> Or if you're like me, you wait till the kids are asleep and the wife's asleep, and then you whisper into the camera what <laughs> the beer tastes like. I, um, I have my parents with me for the holidays, so they're looking at me like, I thought you were only doing like one every three days. Why are you drinking four beers at a time? <laughs> On your business, that's why, because it's a six-pack. I'm not going to let good beer go to waste. Research, putting the man hours in. Seriously. <laughs> we put liquid paper on a B. It died. <laughs> Investors, <laughs> possibly you. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get oh, started yeah. with this beer to take. We got – we're going to start. So day 12 was supposed to be Nick. Day 13 was me. And then day 14, which is today, is TJ. So we're going to go around the horn here. We're going to have Nick go first. I can give him his take and uh, and talk about his beer. So start you, Nick. 
I don't even know how I missed 12. I, whatever. I'm just going to. Uh, I'm drinking the uh, Colonial Williamsburg. It's This is, um, I drank this. I drank, you'll see another one. It's called the Aleworks Brewing Company. And this is, uh, my girlfriend brought this back from uh, Williamsburg, Virginia. And it's called the Proclamation Porter. It's 5.6% APV. Um, so porters and stouts are actually like distant cousins. Stouts are actually just a darker version of a porter. It's called a porter because it was for the common man. I like to think of myself as a common man. Not, I mean, I'm pretty. I'm common enough to wear a bathrobe to the show. Like I'm the dude. It's called being on vacation. I'm high. I'm vacation Nick. Lovely to meet me. I took my elbow in, flying open. It's a, it's a porter. Um, it kind of gives you that stout taste, but it doesn't have the uh, the heaviness of a stout. So it uh, it kind of just tastes like a really really dark ale, like a dark dark ale. There's a rumor that porters are called porters because this used to be like after the end of the night, they used to put buckets underneath the taps and let everything drip into the bucket, and then they'd give that bucket to the porter. And it would come out to be like a dark beer like this, but yeah, this tastes like a uh, this tastes like a porter. It doesn't taste anything special, honestly. Um, it's good, but you know, like I said previously on other shows, uh, I like uh, I like my Christmas beers to be Christmassy, and that's not very. It doesn't got that Christmas pizzazz in it, that nutmeg, cinnamon, gingerbread, all that other good stuff that we like during the holidays. Um, but my take is going to be about how the New York Jets have the absolute worst fans in the history of professional sports. I mean, today it's announced that Zach Wilson is going to be the backup quarterback, which is totally fine. His play warrants his not playing at all. It does. He doesn't deserve to play based on the way he's performed in his last two performances, okay? But... Today, somebody took a video of him throwing like a QB drill, not wearing pads, not throwing to a receiver, literally just turning to his left and throwing it, standing between some uh, some cones. And somebody had something negative to say about it. Like, oh, his uh, his 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 uh, mechanics still aren't good. Like, dude, you don't know about football. All right. Philip Rivers threw sidearm. OK, Philip Rivers threw sidearm, which is not a normal throwing motion for any quarterback in the NFL. And everybody and their mother was like, that's not how you throw a football. The man threw, had a borderline Hall of Fame career. If Philip Rivers wins a, a Super Bowl or two like Eli Manning, he's probably going to the Hall of Fame, which is kind of ridiculous when you really think about it. Like, it's not his fault his team didn't win the Super Bowl. But that's neither here nor there. But point being is, like, can we give the kid a fucking break? Can we, like, the kid's not even playing and Mike White will throw a pass and instead of just sitting there and being like, yeah, Mike White, great pass. There's about 50 to 60% of the fan base that goes, if Zach Wilson threw that pass, it would be like, shut the fuck up. Leave the kid alone. Leave the kid alone. He actually came out today and they were like, hey, so what was it like not playing? And he was like, well, I really just had to find enjoyment in the game again. And people were like, that's a red flag. How can he not find enjoyment? He's fucking 23. Uh, maybe because he plays for this miserable fan base that hates him for existing. Like, the guy didn't say anything wrong. He was like, listen, I was pre- he probably stressed the fuck out because he's trying to impress 90% of you people that hate on him for no reason on every single attempt that he makes, not just playing football, but just, like, in life. Because now he does interviews, and that's not good enough either. 
Like, I don't know what the kid, what, what do you want from him? He's 23 years old. They said, what were you working on? He's like, I was just trying to go back to like enjoying playing football. It's called being stressed the fuck out because you're not playing well. Would you rather him be like, oh, it was fine not just sitting on the bench chilling? Oh, no, because you'd find problems with that, too. Like, this fan base can just find flaws in the freaking Hope Diamond. They'll just sit there and just be like, oh, this is cloudy. What the fuck? Greatest diamond in the history of the world. But, yeah, this is, this is cloudy, man. This is, I don't know. This is trash. Like, I, I don't know what they want from the kid. The kid's sitting on the bench. And even sitting on the bench, they're like, do you see how he's sitting on the bench? He doesn't have a fucking – he doesn't have a tablet in his hands. That was the argument the week after he got benched. He didn't have a tablet in his hands when somebody took a single solitary picture. The reason he didn't have a a tablet, because he had the tablet. They only have two tablets, and he gave it to freaking Joe Flacco because Joe Flacco was playing. So in the previous shot, he's holding the tablet. The the meme that everybody posts around the internet, he doesn't have the tablet because he just gave it to the other guy who's playing, who, who could be playing in the game. And everybody still found cause to hate on the kid for that, like, why would anybody want to play for this franchise? Really? Really? Like, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't get it. They, they were hating on him when he got drafted because they were like, oh, he's not vaccinated. They were hating on him because his mom's conservative or his mom's hot. They're like, the only thing that they praise this kid for is that he fucked his mom's friend. Other than that, like, it's just been a shitstorm on this poor kid. I feel bad for him. I don't know why anybody who's young would ever want to come play for the New York Jets, especially at the position of quarterback. The fans are fucking awful. Just support the kid. Hope he does good. That's it. Support that kid like I'm going to support this beer. And out of four flights, I'm going to give it a 2.8. It's not the greatest thing in the world. It's definitely something you could drink, but it's not my holiday cup of tea. You know, I like my nutmegs. I like my cinnamons. For the holidays, you know, like a, a beer for every holiday. That's that's my life right there. You know, like Cinco de Mayo, you want your Coronas and stuff like that. I don't know what you want. Valentine's Day, I'm drinking cherry wheat. I don't know why, but it seems like the appropriate beer for Valentine's Day. I'm like that, the fat guy from freaking City Slickers, when they're like, we can pair any ice cream with any food. I do that with beer. I can pair any beer with with any holiday. But uh, this is my beer, and that was my take. Wow, that's quite, quite a take. I was kind of upset that I was muted because when Nick said support that kid like I'm going to support this beer, I was going to interject with what? With your mouth? <laughs> Ruined it with the muting. Well, that's funny. Well, I muted it because we <laughs> I figured when we go back and post it, I think chop this thing up from uh, each day. We want to make sure it's... Ah, why bother editing? Yeah. We wrote all together. All of us together. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. We'll see. We will see. So what'd you give it, Nick? How was the rating? That's 2.8. 2.8. Oh, you are not. Ooh. Like I said, I want my holiday beers to be holiday. Now, it's not marketed as a holiday beer. No, it's not. I'm drinking, I'm drinking it during the holidays, so I want my holiday flavors. Blaine says that was, wasn't was a good support sip. <laughs> he also had the shoulder out again. There you go. Really working on that. On the elbow, I mean. Here's the elbow out. No, it's because of the angle on that. No, earlier you did. I went I went forward. <laughs> Where you were like. You're like. Everybody no, usually I'm like this. Incarnacion with the the parrot. Yeah. No, I, I've been like this lately. You know what you got to do? Hold on, Nick. Move your head back. And move forward. Then move <laughs> back. Is that a pearl <laughs> necklace? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a pearl necklace? 
All right. I walk <laughs> coughing. Jesus. Yeah. It's tough winter. Tough winter. All right. Well, I guess we'll do, we'll head to day 13, which is mine. So let's go to it. Let's, uh, let's switch it up here. Nick now looks like a Jedi. Oh, there you go. Now I'm bigger. Hi. Fucking. Hi, welcome to day 13. Yeah, our moose mug with me. Today I am sipping on some Shiner Holiday Cheer. I like Shiner. I like Shiner Bach beers. Look at that. That's a cool cap as well. Very festive, very festive. It is an ale brewed with peaches and pecans, or pecans, whichever way you want to pronounce it. It's a 5.4% alcohol beer. And as always, I have my moose mug. And Nick's actually going to be tasting this with me because I dropped him off some beer earlier today when I was in Staten Island. So. It's exciting. So here we go. Taste this beer. Put my elbow out like I'm Nick. I've actually had this beer before. I had it. I usually have it every holiday season. This is like one of my favorite holiday beers. It doesn't have the like holiday, like you know, the nutmeg or cinnamon, but it's very good. It has the, the when I first opened this bottle, when you first take that cap off, you get hit in the face with peaches. The smell of peaches just hits you in the face. It's very good. I like it. Um, it's 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 light, which is good. It's only five point five point four percent alcohol. So it's uh, this is probably one of my favorite holiday beers because it's drinkable. It says TJ says it's crushable, so you can drink more, multiple uh, beers in a night as opposed to just having the one. Like the stouts that I've been trying have been uh, probably one and done type of beer because those are heavy. But that brings me to my take, and this take is a somber take because. Talking about Mike Leach passed away this week, uh, age 61, the innovator, uh, innovator of college football, the air raid offense, and probably one of the best guys when it comes to a press conference. Some of the funny quips uh, that he says during a press conference, uh, and um, one of the most uh, one of the ones I remember is he says that he believes in Bigfoot, which is like just a funny thing. I think he's he always goes out on tangents during his. Uh, uh, his press conference, whether it be about political stuff or just funny, random things. Uh, Mike Leach was a you know great coach. He ha- he actually finished his career, obviously ended short due to his passing. Uh, but he was a sixty percent, about sixty percent winning percentage. Uh, he never really was never in a big you know blue chip school. You know he was at Mississippi State SEC finally uh, last few seasons. Before that, he was Washington State, uh, and you know I think I can't remember the first school he was at, but. One of the funny stories about Mike Leach that I learned about recently since his passing was the um, he was at Oklahoma University uh, as the offensive coordinator. He was with uh, Bob Stoops as the head coach, and uh, they had a big Red River rivalry, rivalry game. Uh, and he dropped his offensive uh, offensive play card on the field, and a couple of players from Texas found they picked it up, they brought it to their coach, and they said, "Look, we found the offensive play card. The, they must drop it on the field. Let's try to use it to our advantage." Next thing you know, um, Oklahoma has a 17 to nothing lead. And it turned out the offensive play card was completely fake. That uh, Mike, Leach, Mike Leach actually dropped the card on purpose and was a completely fake card. There was nothing on it that was going to be used during the game. And it completely faked out, uh, faked out Texas until they finally figured it out. This was not the correct play call. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So at that point, uh, Texas did come back and win the game, but – at first, it did work uh, in their advantage. You know, they took a 17 nothing lead. They ended up ultimately losing that game. But it's just funny that uh, Michael Leach would just try whatever he could to win. And that was one of the things about him. His office was covered with pirate stuff. 
Um, you know, they, they consider him, you know, they call him nicknames like a pirate. Um, and one of the, uh, I guess one of his most recent interviews that he had, they had, it was him and Jeremy Schapp and they sat there and he, they asked him, you know, what would you want your obituary to say about you, uh, when you die? And he said, um, what, what would you want writers to write about you in the obituary? He said, uh, well, that's their problem. What do I care? I'm dead. So, uh, Mike Leach, rest in peace. This beer's for you. We're going to talk about great things about you, the history of college football. So you might not care what we have to say about you after you're gone, but we are going to talk about good things about you because you are a football guy through and through. Uh, so rest in peace. Cheers. As for my rating for my Schoenerbach beer, this is one of my favorite beers, but it's not perfect. So I can't give it a four, uh, but it's going to be up there because Nick's going to hate us. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a three point four. Uh, it's it's crushable. It has great fruity flavor. Uh, you don't really taste the pecans as much. I mean, I don't really know what a pecan tastes like, so maybe that's why I'm not tasting it. But it definitely has that fruity peach flavor, which I enjoy. Uh, so, happy holidays. Nick, what you have a video loaded? What is this? I do. It's it's uh, Mike Leach made a cameo on Friday Night Lights. <coughs> Oh, let me see. Let's uh, let's go to it. Hey, do you know how to get to Lubbock? You got to take sixty-one up to twenty-three. Hey, uh, Dylan, Dylan East, right? You're the coach at Dylan East. You've lost your inner pirate. Uh, you know, sword. Have you ever heard "Swing Your Sword"? supposed to swing your sword like this you're swinging yours like this i mean uh you've got to find your inner pirate a lot of times things just happen for a reason we don't know why god wants it that way but you can't make the best out of it until you get back your inner pirate you might be the luckiest man alive and not even know it I can't hate on that guy. You can't hate on that guy. That was, by the way, that piece of advice right there, I almost got choked up just now. Knowing that he's passed, you might be the luckiest man alive and not even know it. And then you stop and you think about the things that you've got in your life that, you know, we got a lot of, everybody's got bullshit that they got to deal with, right? And you hate it and you get frustrated and you're like, fuck it, I don't want to do this. Uh, If you stop and you think about your blessings and, you know, you know, like, I, I, I was talking to my dad. My dad's downstairs, and he goes, oh, yeah, I got XYZ for your Christmas tree, but you didn't put up any Christmas decorations last year. Or I guess it was the year before. And I'm thinking about my life 18 months ago, whatever it was, compared to now. And I'm like, I'm leaps and bounds ahead. You know, count your blessings, you know. You might be the luckiest man alive. You don't even realize it. And you're yeah. sitting there like, fuck, man, I got debt. I got, I got work. I got headaches and you know i'm trying to do xyz and i'm not getting it hey you got a woman that loves you or a man that loves you you got a kid you got a house you got a, a job you got some half decent friends you're doing better than a lot of people you just don't realize it yet so uh it's good words nick i like that that's really good it's true i mean i hate your year. mug by the way I, I fucking hate that mug yeah it's from uh, I absolutely loathe that mug that mug looks like a chore to drink out of 
How about and we take it, a vote? Who likes who likes this bug? That you. movie fucking sucks too. Chevy Chase is who not. Likes, who likes Christmas Vacation? Lose again, Nick. Lose who agreed that Christmas like, Who agreed that Chevy Chase wasn't funny? Oh, that would be you two. Yeah. What movie was that again? I thought movie that was you put that. Ghostbusters. On. Oh, they do. Yeah, they're the Ghostbusters. No, but I want to. Not say a fact. Right. I never signed any document. There's no legality to it. You did it. You no, did no, it no. Okay. It's like the fucking Santa Claus. You put on the the hat and the suit. Now you're him. Okay. <laughs> I would say you watched um, the movie. Therefore, you agreed. This is legally binding. It's not cumbersome. It's just it's just you hold it by the antlers. It doesn't need. You know what that looks like? It looks like fucking Bullwinkle, and it's stupid. It's supposed to be uh, Wally World. I don't give a shit. Why do you all those Christmas vacation movies? All those vacation movies suck. That's not true at all. I just said it. Vegas Vacation is awesome. Chevy Chase is not funny. I think the only movie I ever watched him in where I was like, "Oh, that was pretty good," was like Spy Like Us. Debbie Downer. But I wanted to go back to Nick's point, though. You're right, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Count your blessings. Be happy for what you have. And you know, you'll think about your life where it was maybe. 10, 15 years ago compared to now. It's like, you know what? Life's not that bad. You know what? And, and you know, I, my, my, my old boss used to tell me about a guy that he worked with. And he was like, the guy was like, oh, I'm going to be young. I'm going to have my family. I'm not going to get married. I'm not going to have kids. They're going to hold me down, yada, yada, yada. And then he got older and, and it got to be like Christmas time and stuff like that. And he had no wife and he had no kids. And it was no prospects to doing it because he was in like his 50s at this point. And he would go down to like children's hospitals to go spend Christmas with, with those kids. And some might sit there and say that's kind of sad that he had no family to spend the holidays with. But again, count your blessings. Like you still got to make a difference in some kid's life. Yeah, exactly. You know, even even if it's for a split second and they don't even remember your name, but they mm-hmm. remember the moment. You know, yeah. like make a difference, do something positive for the day. You know, that's more than a lot of people are doing. But again, you know, count your blessings, you know. You're, you're here, you're breathing. Exactly. That's all that matters. Just let your inner pirate out and fucking swing your sword. Don't swing it like this. Like, like this. Not not like this. Like like this. Yeah. Was it I don't know, man. I mean, that's great advice and all, but I got in trouble at a gas station rest stop for swinging my sword. <laughs> TJ, remember not allowed in uh, not allowed in North Carolina for a little bit. <laughs> when TJ, when I first met TJ, TJ was a pirate. Still is. True. TJ had a beard. He had a, an earring. Love a beard. He, he had um, beard. on the back of his baseball cap. He literally had a skull and crossbones. Gotta let him know. He was a full yeah, fledged pirate. He used to wear his socks real high, like Schmee and fucking Hook. <laughs> Hell <laughs> yeah! For those who just joined us, we did review two beers already. We reviewed Shiner. Holiday cheer, and we also reviewed. Was the Proclamation Ale? It's the Proclamation Ale from the Ale House, the Ale Works Brewing Company, and that's in Williamsburg, Virginia. That's so, in Williamsburg, Virginia. That was a porter. This was an ale. You gave yours two point eight. Two point eight. I gave mine a three point four, and now we are finishing out day fourteen with uh, you know in the three hole, TJ. So TJ, <laughs> and then you're talking a little about the Rangers, right? Yes, sir. So, well, let me, let me set up. Get me in. Set up. Oh, hi, folks. All right, I'm going with a New Belgium Oak Spire. It is a collaboration between New Belgium 
and Four Roses, who makes an excellent, excellent whiskey, excellent bourbon out of Four Roses, especially their small batch is just, I can't sing enough praises. But I'm going to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of the bourbon barrel beers. It's just, oftentimes it's too heavy on the alcohol. I know, I love bourbon, I love beer. And oftentimes the bourbon characteristics bleed too much into it where it isn't as crisp and drinkable as you would expect a beer to be. And it's just when I reach for a beer, I want it ice cold. I want it super carbonated and something that's going to quench my thirst. And sometimes when it's too much alcohol, it kind of takes away from it. It doesn't know if it wants to be, you know, a cocktail or a, or a beer. But this is 9% ABV. And I'm just going to read the side of the bottle because as I was sipping it while you guys were sipping on your beers and I was getting jealous. Um, That's one thing I, I don't think any of us really are – sommeliers we don't have accentuated palates we're not chefs at a michelin star restaurant um so oftentimes if you just read the side of the bottle uh it can kind of inspire your brain to pick up notes that you might not notice right away i mean most of us are very good at picking up the typical you know chocolate or caramel coffee um sweet tart sour whatever we're good at that, but like the little nuances, sometimes you need a little inspiration. So uh, a limited edition collaboration between New Belgium and Four Roses. Oak Spire is a unique bourbon-inspired aged ale with oak spirals and char from inside the barrel. Smooth note of toffee, vanilla, and caramel wrap up this refined finish. Oak Spire, where innov- innovation meets tradition. So... Somebody else that spent some time on the outside of the bottle writing a little paragraph. Good for that person. Cheers. Okay. I'm not going to say wow because I'm waiting for Rook to – I see Rook waiting for me to say wow. I'm not going to do it. not going to get me this time, you bastard. Um <laughs> those don't count nick so you get the bourbon flavor right away you get that smooth that little bit of woody finish uh caramel very very sweet like a sweet bourbon not sweet like if you ate candy or something like that it's not going to be sweet like if you drank this and you're not a fan of bourbons or beers and you took a sip of this you're not going to think at all this is sweet but if you're a bourbon drinker, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. That caramel sweetness, that note to it, that finishes all the way through. Very good. I actually picked up on this beer, unlike a lot of other bourbon barrels that I've had, you definitely pick up the hops on this, which that, that little bit of bitterness definitely gives it a little more complexity. I like that. It still lets you know that it's a beer, which is great. This is probably the first time I've ever had a bourbon a barrel beer that lets you know, like, hey, there's hops in here. We're still a beer, folks. That was very good, but to my point in the beginning, the toffee, I I wouldn't think toffee right away. I would just get that caramel, but after reading that and sipping on it, it's like your brain lets you know, like, oh, hey, it's supposed to be there, and you can kind of kind of keep cruising, keep cruising, and you find that note, and I, it, it's there, man. I, it's something special when you, your brain just lets you know it's there. You read something, and then you can go find it. I, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty good. 
So my sports take, the New York Rangers for the fifth year going is the most valuable NHL team at $2.2 billion. So, I mean, being here in New York and paying for tickets to a Ranger game, buying a couple beers and walking out of there feeling like you just got fleeced and you need to take out a mortgage. Uh, I could see why they're making money and racking it up, but the Rangers are a very profitable team. That is awesome. On a side note, the salary cap is supposedly only going up maybe a million dollars into next year. So this is where, you know, I'm good. I I like my debates. This is where a debate kicks in of should there be a salary cap? If a team is sitting there, you know, creating wealth and creating value, I understand New York City is a huge market team, but the NHL isn't a big market sports. Like it it doesn't, it's probably the fourth most popular sport in, in America. I mean, it's not something that generates a whole lot of money. So even with the New York Rangers being in New York, if you can generate wealth for your team and then actually can't spend it and they're still, you know, pretty much hamstringed by the salary cap, is that really fair? I mean, the purists of the sport would say, hey, that means you just got to draft better and develop your young talent and get them to a level where your team can be competitive and make a push through the playoffs. But in reality, it's it definitely hinders what you can do and, and who you can bring in, especially the way the, these contracts are. The, the NHL has kind of followed suit with everybody else, not as much as the NBA and the NFL and the MLB, but it's still making huge jumps, leaps and bounds for huge contracts and lengthy contracts. And a lot of teams are getting stuck with players. I mean, how many times have the Rangers gotten absolutely screwed? The Devils have gotten screwed. The Islanders have gotten screwed. Long, lengthy contracts and big money that they now can't shed. And with, with, a, with something like the salary cap and how little the salary cap rises in the NHL, I understand the point of, yeah, develop your young talent and it keeps it more fair, but you got to raise it a little bit because the, the contracts are going up, but the salary cap isn't increasing in a percentage to make it all even out. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and try to do math with you guys because that's not what you do over beers, but I'm just saying I would rather see there'd be a bigger space to spend money than limiting that space. And now it's just, uh, oh, nickel and dime, nickel and dime, nickel and dime. Or, hey, we want to get fans in the stands. We got to re-sign this guy and then just have an absolutely crapshoot when it comes to developing the rest of the team. So that's my sports take. Back to the beer. It is smooth. It is bourbony for sure, but I got to say it is not overwhelming even with that 9% ABV. Not overwhelming at all. I wouldn't say it's crushable. This is definitely like an end of the night, maybe one or two and sip on it and reflect about all the things you're grateful for in life and being the luckiest person in the world. I mean, Nick is sitting there in a bathrobe. I don't have a bathrobe. I'm kind of jealous, but I have this delicious beer and that's all I need. So I'm going to give this a 2.8. Not a, and that's not a bad 2.8. Like I said, I'm not a huge fan of the bourbon barrel ales or bourbon barrel beers, but as far as all of the ones I've tried, this is probably the best one I've had so far. So if you like the bourbon barrel beers, definitely check this one out. Highly recommend it if that's what you're into. Me personally, not my thing, but still a pretty good beer. Worth the shot. You know, I was going to say, TJ, about the, the salary cap, 
is that it, I'm surprised the players union hasn't like made a big deal about it because the players get hurt and the salary cap barely moves up like that. Like they're not getting made. Like if you look at other sports. Granted, I know the NHL is not making as much money as the NBA and MLB and NFL, but like when you look at other sports, people getting paid. And you look at NHL players, they probably risk their body just as much as the NFL players do. The, listen, the NHL. I never it, saw an NFL player get his throat slit on the field. So the the NHL and NFL. That's another debate we can have. That's that's a good debate. Is which is more dangerous? The NHL plays a shit ton more games. The players are moving at faster speed, so the collisions every every open ice hit is like a car crash essentially. Mm-hmm. But you don't have a seatbelt to protect you and kind of keep everything together. You're just smacking into some other dude that probably weighs 220 pounds of solid muscle because there's no soft guys out there. Maybe Phil Kessel, but we can give him the excuse. I mean, he's been in the league long enough. Well, Phil hey, Kessel could have some baby fat. Who just got? Who just got? Was that Phil Kessel that got made fun of just now by uh by the Bruins announcer? Could have oh, been. No, it wasn't. It was. Listen, it's easy to make fun of Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel makes no. I mean, he's the guy that's sitting on the bench eating hot dogs. It's like, dude, this isn't beer league. What are you doing? You're up. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that either. I love it. That's like old school hockey. Bring it back. Bring back some. Uh, not that I'm a big fan of the Flyers, but. The broad, broad street bully aspect. Hey, yeah, where did the players go after a game? After we kicked the shit out of a team, we went to a bar together, and then we oh, beat the shit out of some of our own fans. It's Pat Maroon was uh, was being made fun of by Jack Edwards. Pat Maroon, uh, Jack Edwards, I'm not a huge like a whole like three minute like Pat Maroon's fat speech. I'm not like, a huge fan of Pat Maroon. Not not for any other reason other than you know when you have to play against them, you know he's a, he's the Plays the tough guy role. He lays big hits. He gets gritty, and that's the only reason I don't particularly like him. But I seen um, this month he was making a big push with uh, one of his foundations that he supports or charity and stuff like that, and really going out there. And I seen it all over social media, and kind of getting other NF- uh, NHL players rather involved in in trying to just you know raise some money for charity. And I, dude, all you can do is tip your cap. And I love I love players that use their platform instead of sitting there. And trying to get political or ideological with some of the things, it just sit there, use your fame for good. Where so, you're not so going to change anybody's opinion in the world about anything that sort. You're not going to change political uh, politics, religion, anything like that. But if you're going to stand up there on your platform and say, "Hey, you know what, guys, I'm going to try to make a difference with my platform and raise a little money for some charities that could use the money," it, you, how do you not love somebody like that? So the the his latest and greatest uh, charity work has been for uh, like a anti-bullying charity because Mm -hmm. a lot of people came at him like that. Jack Edwards was bullying him about his weight, you know, body shaming or whatever the case might be. And he was like, well, I'm not going to take it to that level, but I'll tell you what, I'll use this moment to, to, to donate money to charity and bring awareness to charity. And that's what he did. And, and, and big, big props to, uh, to Pat Maroon for that one. Yeah. Good job. Um, with regard to the salary cap, the thing that I take most notice about the, the salary cap is um, it seems like a lot of teams are right up against it. A lot. Always. Always. Every year. And look what just look what happened to um, the year that the Chicago Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup. It's probably, what, 10 years ago, maybe eight yeah. years, eight, nine oh, years ago. Um, they 
they were wheeling and dealing under the table and essentially got fined by the NHL for some of the things that they were doing. Well, the, and, the Lightning just did it like last year. Yeah. And that's, that's the position that the NHL puts you in with the, you're trying to build a Stanley Cup team, as is everybody else. But at the same time, players know their value and their worth. And there's just no room to have three or four big time players, big name players on a team. It's just not possible. You know what I mean? It's so stringent with the cap and the salaries are moving up. The cap isn't, it's, it's just not following suit. So, and, and and that's, and you saw what happened with, with uh, Chicago. It's, it's an all or nothing thing. They went for broke. They won the Stanley cup. Good on them. And now they're shit because you, there's ramifications to dumping money like that and investing in players for lengthy contracts and big money. It, it, completely and utterly it's the Achilles heel of, of a team you have to go for broke you spend your money you blow your load you shoot your shot and if you don't win a Stanley Cup you're fucked for a decade um also I just wanted to point out sommelier uh, they they are um they're, they're for wine only so yes we're not sommeliers because we don't drink wine that's not true at all you could be a bourbon sommelier a whiskey sommelier look it up sir Google it Google it Speaking of bourbons, because I know you were doing the bourbon now. Um, I don't know if you guys ever, do you guys ever have this? The bad swear, it's like Christmas bourbon. So they, that's, I know what it says, okay? The wine steward. Okay. Traditionally, but. <laughs> that's what it means. It it's not a tradition thing. That's look it up. Means. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> I, be, I, I, the bourbon channel I follow on YouTube, I, Shit, it's like the whiskey academy. You went to a academy. restaurant and asked for this. Some yeah, they're going to bring you a guy who knows about wine. I understand that. I understand what I traditionally it means. But there are whiskey sommeliers, okay? <laughs> Fact. Google it. They're not. Whiskey Google it. It means wine steward. So uh, the bad sweater is made by Burning Chair. It's their holiday uh, whiskey that comes out. I happen to love Burning Chair. Their whiskey is phenomenal. I have their small batch, which was called the High Roller. It was specifically made. I bought it in Jersey. It was made for New Jersey. It was called the High Roller in honor of Atlantic City. It was like 90-something proof. There ain't no High Delicious. Rollers. And we're about to be High Rollers in a week. Yeah. Know what you're talking about. And um, they also have a, uh, a barrel-proof bourbon that I haven't tried yet. But the one thing with uh, whiskey right now, and anybody that's a whiskey guy or girl or other, whatever, I'm not going to go through the list of genders, but um, you'll notice that the prices have gone through the roof. And you want to say, you know, whatever, supply chain, it's just a trend. I mean, we saw it hit with beer where all of a sudden everything became an IPA. And then all of a sudden, everybody was coming out with these $20 six-packs because it's this and that and hop this way and all this other stuff. It became the hipster, you know, in thing to do is to get all technical and savvy and creative with beers. And it kind of it kind of flooded the market with overpriced stuff. And now you're seeing that with bourbon. Bourbon has become like one of those things where it's almost – you want to spend more money to be like, oh, look at me, look at the bourbon I drink. And in reality, if you're blue-collar guys like us, you, you drink what you can afford because it's meant to be enjoyed, not meant to, hey, sit there and look at look at my shelf. Look what's up there. Oh, yeah. cool. Awesome. You, you got a bottle of Blanton's? Can I try some? No. Yeah, it's not it's a, a special occasion bourbon. I like to drink my bourbon. I, yeah. It's not bourbon. 
brown sugar and holiday spice whiskey. It's pretty. It smells pretty good. I've had it before. I've had this one for a while, but this is. I love they came with the extra the sweater though with it. Not all bottles come. This is like limited. What is with you and ugly sweaters? It's called Christmas, Nick. I'm not a. I'm not a big fan of flavoring of whiskey. Um, I mean, for a shot, that's fine. Uh, I, I I'm not opposed to doing you know a shot of Red Stag or something like that, the cherry bourbon, um, even like the Apple Jack or something like that. But it's exclusively like on a shot by shot basis, and to sit there and throw it on ice and, and drink it, it's not my cup of tea. I'd rather just a straight bourbon or even not even on the rocks, just neat. But uh, what I was saying with Burning Chair, what I was saying with Burning Chair is when I first discovered how great Burning Chair was, it was like 38 bucks for a bottle, a 750 milliliter bottle, 39 bucks. And now you can't find it for less than $60. It's just, and I, I didn't discover it until about this time last year. So in a year, it's gone up 30%. <laughs> Forty percent. It's you no, know it's like that. Um, I don't know if you ever had. You ever had Widow Jane? Yes. So and Widow that's like was, seventy bucks a bottle now. But when it first came out, like because it was by I told you guys before, my cousin works with Alex uh, Peaks Kill, uh, yeah. brewing company of, of, of state. He used to work at Six Point. <clears throat> Six Point was right next to um, the Widow Jane uh, Distillery, so they used to like exchange beers and bourbon. So he used to give us a free, but. Their bourbon wasn't like when it first came out, it was like probably 40, 45 bucks. Yeah. Now it's now you can see it on the on the shelves, it's $70. Yeah. Uh, it's a very and it's very good. Yeah, but very good. I'm, like, I'm not gonna sit there and buy buy a seventy dollar bourbon. I'm not. But see, I'm that's like, that's what irritates me. That's why I got so excited when I discovered burning chair. And uh I was like, oh awesome. A bourbon that I really like, thoroughly enjoy, awesome in old fashions. Because usually when I'm drinking bourbon, it's either in an old fashioned. Mm-hmm. or just straight need on the rocks. And I'm like, finally, like, you know, it's in my price range. It's something I could buy on a monthly basis and enjoy and, and not, you know, kind of sit there and debate whether I want to get that one or, or just a bottle of uh, Jim Beam uh, single barrel or something like that, which is very good, about 30 bucks a bottle, yeah. but not on the burning chair level. And again, it just, when the prices go up, you start to second guess yourself. So it's, I, I'm kicking myself in the ass for not just buying a case last year, at, you know, 38 bucks and saving myself, you know, but essentially buying half, half a case is, is, is now for the same value. You know what I mean? It's like Blanton's. Blanton's is one of my all time favorite bourbons. It's one of the smoothest bourbons, I think, out there. I love Blanton's. And unless you find a store that's run by, like, I know Pennsylvania does it, they're run by the state. And they they avoid price gouging. Um, there's a couple stores in Jersey that are very good and usually go off of MSRP and don't you know try to price gouge you. But Blanton's, uh, the store that has it by me in Staten Island, they want 200 bucks a bottle. Two years ago, I was paying 60 bucks a bottle at the same store. You know what I mean? It, it's you're not getting me for the extra buck forty, dude. Like it's good and I enjoy it, but I'm not going for it. it it's not yeah. going to happen. You know, and luckily enough, I have a bottle of Blanton sitting above uh, the bar, and I haven't cracked it yet. I was saving it for when the Rangers went to the Stanley Cup last year, and that fizzled out. Now I kind of look at it with disdain, but I, I still haven't cracked it. But I found it on last year on our way to um, Atlantic City when we were doing our FPX Christmas, 
and we walked in the store I like, and I love that place. Oh, dude. Uh, what, oh, that's what's the one White, uh, White Horse? White Horse. Yeah. That but place is awesome. Place, it's so big. It's like a grocery store. Dude, huge. It is a grocery store because they have like meats and cheeses and stuff that it's you want to pair it with your wine if you're a sommelier. It's called White Horse Wine and Spirits. Yeah, that place is, it, it, it's like the Costco of booze, but always a great beer selection, always a great booze selection. Wine, half the store is wine. It's insane. And then yeah, like little snacks and stuff. They have a tremendous bitters section where they have like 30 different flavored bitters. So you could step up your game with your uh, old fashions big time. I wouldn't recommend anything with citrus in it, though, uh, not except orange. But grapefruit and lemon I've tried, and neither one of them really hit the spot. I, I was like, I'm pretty sure... Orange yeah. bitters is like a thing. <laughs> no, no, orange is good, but I've tried the grapefruit and I've tried the lemon, and in bourbon, it doesn't. Maybe it's just my palate. It doesn't work. It kind of, I don't know. His palate from the guy who's not a sommelier. Like how hold on, I was about to say it's like house guests. Come on, man, speak straight from the bottle. <laughs> before we go two things i'm not sure if i mentioned it last week i just special shout out to secret lab they replaced the back of my chair even though i was past my uh warranty so my chair you did you did give him a shout out big shout out to secret lab and then shout out to crispy cream crispy cream donuts came through all right last week i was traumatized i bit into a jelly donut with no jelly Basically, just a fried dough ball, which is good. But when you're, it's like when you go to go drink a glass of Sprite to find out that it's water, and you're like, or seltzer, and you're like, ah, oh, God, that was awful. And it's not that you don't like seltzer; it's that you thought it was Sprite, and it just right. fucked me up. So it says, "Dear Nick, thank you for reaching out and sharing your feedback. We are sorry that we fell short of your expectations this time, and have shared the details of your experience with the Krispy Kreme management to ensure we get it right next time." We would be honored if you would be willing to give us another chance. Enclosed, you will find a coupon for a free dozen assorted donuts, valid for one year in any one of our retail donut shops. We always love to hear what our guests have to say, so please do not hesitate to let us know if we can help you with anything else. We appreciate you and your time. Thanks again. Sincerely, Gilberto, Krispy Kreme Guest Care. And boom, coupon. Way to go, Krispy Kreme. Thank you. Round of applause for Krispy Kreme. Yeah, let's clap it up for Krispy Kreme. I love Krispy Kreme. Listen, you had a problem. They fixed it. You started out with three donuts with no jelly in it. Now you're going to get yourself a solid dozen with jelly in it. You know what? I'm going to be all bring those out. to FBX next week. Should. Do I really want to waste my fucking Krispy Kreme donuts on you guys? No, 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 no. When he says bring it, he means me, you, and Steven are about to kill it in the car and be like, Rook, you can smell the box. <laughs> You can lick the frosting that's stuck to the lid. <laughs> oh, shit. That's great. Rook, thanks for coming by and dropping off those beers today. I appreciate it. Yes, thank Ain't you. No Rook hooked me up with this beer as well. I always appreciate it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I owe a debt, and I, uh, I'm like a Lannister. I always pay my debts. So. Yeah, and you may, may or may not owe another debt. I may be getting a bottle of bourbon or whiskey. You might be stopping at Whitehorse on the way down. I might be. I might be. But we have one week left in our NFL bets. We've been t- picking five teams. Right yeah. now, I am up three games on Rook. So I essentially have to go 0 and 5, and Rook has to go 4 and 1. Or, okay. or 5 and 0, and you go 1 and 4. I'm rooting right. for Rook. You that son of a bitch. 
But well, I could tie though, and then we just get you can tie, and then we could just hammer down a bottle together. There we go. That's 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 the hope there. But I'm gonna say uh, for us here at the Scoreboard Addicts, thank you for joining us today for days 12 through 14 uh, for our beer and it takes, and we hope to do better because we messed up 12. Well, I had something stuck in my mouth. Um, <laughs> pubes, pubes again? <coughs> no, I think I don't know what it was. <laughs> <coughs> we hope to be better. And hopefully we'll, we will not have a, a gap in our beer and it takes moving forward. But thank you for joining us. Um, and we'll see you later. So peace out, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Wally World. <laughs> Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun. So winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.